Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Simon. And I rarely do two shows in two days. But lately I've been doing a lot more shows because... These shows are uh, an outlet for me to think about, express my anxieties, and work out uh, possible uh, scenarios uh, that find bright spots. Um, yesterday I had, a, I thought, a wonderful conversation with a very superb gentleman, Al Galbs, who's a psychotherapist. Uh, from um, Las Cruces, New Mexico, and a member of an organization to which I belong. And we discussed uh, the myth of mental illness, the myth of the biochemical uh, explanations of human behavior um, to explain the myth of mental illness. And uh, he got on board with me in agreeing with me that there has to be a way that we get rid of this whole system uh, of demeaning beliefs that trap people and steal their lives. And this show that yesterday was on top of three shows I did in exactly that topic, how being diagnosed steals your life and how important it is not to have your life stolen by a corrupt system of beliefs. But the problems that I see confronting, not my life at the present time, because I don't believe I have that many more years uh, to go. And while I don't look forward to not living because I still enjoy large pieces of my life, um, I worry about my children and especially my grandchildren. And the real concern I have from the horrendous political situation that's unfolding in the United States that I will talk about today from a very different perspective um, involves the real problem is not simply Roe versus Wade or current political solutions to problems, but the largest scenario that I believe along with most of the world scientists that we're killing the world. And so I want to uh, talk about why I think the world is being killed. What is it about us that doesn't let us confront what's right in front of us, not just as Americans, but as a species, right? And so I'm creating a science fiction story today. When I was an adolescent, it was science fiction that in a way saved my, my 
life, saved my, my sanity. I read endless amount of science fiction. And uh, in the 1950s, when I started reading uh, science fiction, um, called the golden age of science fiction. So uh, I have a great love of it and an idea about the structure of good science fiction. And I'm going to muddle my way through a science fiction story. Uh, and maybe I can sit down someday and write this. The problem is that I'm going to use only one voice, namely the head scientist psychologist from the planet Flog, the Phlogian, who was headed a team, team to Earth uh, in the far future to find out what happened that um, transmissions from the planet stopped and that information that was being gained uh, by space probes and other advanced technological equipment showed that the planet uh, was largely denuded of life, both plant and animal, and that human civilization, which had been uh, one of the uh, major developed civilizations in the universe, in the galaxy, uh, if not extinct, was near extinction. Now, I could write this, but I can only tell it in one voice because I'm really not good at dialogue. And if I think about that, it's my psychological uh, insufficiency is that I can't get out of my own way because a good novel, a good story written from the point of view of any number of people requires that the author give up their own voice and speak in the voice of other characters and other people who are fictitious. But that's another story for another day. In any event, here is a brief story, a little bit of a story, about what they found when they got here. And they agreed what happened, but not exactly why it happened. From the archives that they found here, from the artifacts that had been left, from the vast amount of, of written and, and recorded material, verbal and film, what they pieced together was a sentient set of sentient beings who failed in certain ways to develop what all successful civilizations in the galaxy had developed, which was a true democracy. And by a true democracy, it was a, a political system that was led by those who were selected for their philosophical wisdom, for their insights, for their humanity, for their affection for other people, and who ruled for short periods of time, longer or shorter, depending upon the will of those who selected them to be leaders, 
in whatever process they used, uh, who then allowed this, this process to continue while everybody pursued their own lives on one hand and at the same time willingly participated in the collective activities that allowed civilization to flourish. In all of these systems, war had largely been abolished. While there was conflict, it was conflict that was worked out uh, reasonably and without an excess of violence. And as they looked at this civilization that had destroyed itself, they looked at the stories that these people lived by. In all civilizations, people lived according to a set of facts and a set of morals that were put together and shared and individualized by individuals who saw themselves as individuals, who experienced themselves as individuals who had the power to make decisions and the power uh, and the authority to be creative and inventive at the same time. And that for a civilization to thrive, it, it needed both elements cooperative participation through relationships based on love, on friendship, on respect, and at the same time, the individual creativity of people, of, of, of beings, to solve the difficult and knotty problems that came up constantly over time. And that the pleasure in living and the moral correctness of living came from being participants in the larger family of beings and at the same time, the joy that individual creativity brought. And while this existed on planet Earth, this story, it was always dominated by another darker and more destructive story. And that was the inability generated by the inability of individuals to accept their individual deaths, the recognition that life was finite in ways that allowed them to be loving social beings, cooperative social beings, and at the same time, genuinely creative. It's not that the beings living on these other planets didn't worry about death and wondered what would happen after death. But their stories that they lived by held in abeyance the terror of what might happen after death and could do so because of the pleasure and the joy and the satisfaction in actually being alive. 
And the stories of the earthlings kept being dominated, were dominated by a terror of death that worked out to prevent them from both living in a democracy and being creative as beings. They were geared towards an afterlife in ways that destroyed the pleasure of actual living. And what they discovered as they examined these stories were very interesting. A being, a supreme being, had created the life on this planet. It created the world that they lived on. It created the animals and the plants and created the people. And the interesting part of the story was that this being created human beings in the image of the creator. And what had happened somehow, and this is what was left the mystery by the investigators from Flock, the Phlogians. What was so mysterious is that as these religions began to form, instead of people being told by their leaders, the religious leaders, political leaders, that they were creative, it was demanded of them instead that they had to be obedient. That a promise was made not that they would have an afterlife because they were creative as the creator, the master creator had, had, had been described to be, but they had to be obedient instead. And this created a hierarchy in which the struggle ensued to create a hierarchical society about who spoke for God, the creator, who was closer, who was superior, and who was inferior, and why. The first thing that upset the Phlogians that helped explain so much of this dominant, submission, submissive hierarchy was that when they examined the stories, almost all of the stories in the great religions that dominated the planet, the creator was given a masculine identity. It was a male and spoke in a male voice and was often referred to as the king. The second thing that really they never found an explanation for is that when the hierarchy was formed, it was exploitive. Using the name of the masculine king, things were worked out so that those considered furthest away 
from the king. For whatever applications were used to create this were dehumanized. They were less than human. Women were dehumanized and held to be less than men. And at the point at which the, extermin- the extermination of the, of the uh, civilizations and the planet be- really began and reached critical phase, women and many men had fought to the point where women were increasingly being seen as equal to the men. Equal, but still separate in many essential ways. Not simply because uh, they gave birth, but because there was always this difference in the stories that were told about men and women that prevented full communication and full respect. No matter how much of the, how many women in how many places in the world were increasingly seen as having the right the same rights and privileges and autonomy as the men. But in these hierarchies, those dehumanized and often demonized were enslaved. Constant abuse and processes that saw to it that those abused, enslaved, uh, 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 not given access to the education and and the uh, opportunities that those seen as higher in the in in in, in the system, um, that these individuals uh, were kept in a way and forced to believe that they were inferior. And it wasn't enough that they were accepting and obedient in behavior, but much was made of processes to convince them that their very being was inferior, which then allowed these individuals to become part of the system and not even question or get upset or angry at the injustice being perpetrated on them. And this, this, the the noting of what made someone inferior could be a couple of genes that produce skin color, the shape of hair, uh, the name that they were born with, In one great country, India, it was simply the last name of the individual that the father had. And all of these denotations, all of these hierarchical things were kept in place in the name of the supreme being. In all advanced civilizations that have survived, and it had already been discovered that not only Earth had consumed itself in a hierarchical uh, system that was not only authoritarian, I should have added, but totalitarian, because when people have to be convinced that they are inferior, 
that convinced that there's something wrong with them for the very emotions that make them a human being. That the very thought of wanting to be equal, of wanting to be treated fairly, was to be punished and made uh, 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 absolutely anathema. When this was done, we had a totalitarian system because now they had to be obedient in what they thought and what they felt. And this operated in so many levels. Um, when the Phlogians studied uh, the, the psychological systems in place on this planet, they discovered what was called the mental health system in all of the advanced, technologically advanced countries in which human misery, human unhappiness, and human desire to change the system was labeled something called mental illness and had to be treated, quote, unquote, until the individual accepted their place in the hierarchy and conformed to the major and dominant stories of their civilization. One of the things, the important things that played into this system was education. In all civilizations that in the known galaxy, individuals, when they are children, think differently than when they are adult if they are given the opportunities to rework their cognitive systems, the systems by which they evaluate themselves and the world in which they live. As children, this process of interaction with adults, with teachers, with uh, uh, other systems of belief allows the individual to move from the childhood notion that wishes are the same as actions and that magical thinking is as good as actual solving of problems. If you wish the problem away, it will go away. As adults, or as later in childhood, that thinking doesn't disappear because it's always fun to be able to enjoy the fantastic and wish for things to change. But it gives way to systems of rationality and reason that are based on a different logic, which says if X happens, under certain circumstances, then why happens? The ability to describe the world free of magic, to understand relationships, uh, in many of these religiously dominated cultures, there was a four-letter F word that was forbidden. That was the word fact. Those listening know that you thought I was going to say another word, but no. 
The word fuck is a perfectly proper word in most advanced civilizations, but fact, that was different in the culture, in the stories. Facts were whatever the supreme leaders or those who spoke for the supreme leaders, those who were deified by those above, who in turn dehumanized those below, those facts had to be conform to the facts of the leader. And so many of those leaders themselves were really unable to accept if X, then Y. They could neither use inductive or deductive logic. Inductive logic would be to observe a whole case of systems, of, subs, of, of, of events, and then assume that there's something true about all of them. And human beings had learned very early, all human beings die, eventually die. I am a human being. Ergo, I will die. That was under attack. One more element. Not only did authoritarianism exist within almost all of the major civilizations, not only was democracy very hard to come by and had to struggle to survive, not only what a majority of citizens prevented from engaging in the education and receiving the education that would have allowed them to add, not replace, add, the kind of logic that creates facts, shared facts, and solutions to problems, shared and individual. But between groups, In all advanced civilizations, tribalism had given way to a universal story based on democratic principles, but not on planet Earth. The dehumanization that existed within each society's hierarchy was replicated, duplicated, and expanded between tribes, between societies. And when dehumanization and demonization occurred, warfare was a constant, a constant problem. The history of the earth was written in endless wars. And that as countries and tribes grew more powerful and became more technologically advanced, the technological advancements were measured as much in weaponry and the ability to destroy and kill than it was to make life easier and better and more productive and more creative. And these wars had ravaged the planet 
And then each, after each war, peace prevailed in the time it took for a younger generation to be indoctrinated into the hierarchy and new weapons, not only uh, uh, re- and weapons resupplied, but newer, more deadly weapons to, to be developed. And in the 1940s of this civilization, horrendous authoritarian and totalitarian societies formed, and ultimately the weapon that had developed was enough to destroy whole countries and the earth itself. And rather than get to a point where these weapons were abolished, they became more sophisticated, they became deadlier, and ultimately were used. But not before the planet had been ravaged by other activities. In the fantasies of those citizens, and most were not citizens since they didn't vote, they were passive about the processes taking place, the political processes. It was let others do it, and the people who became the leaders were not always, but very often, the worst of individuals the most magical in their thinking, the angriest, the greediest, who then turned and used the stories of the creator, of the gods, to their advantage. And part of that story was that the planet that they were living on, they inhabited not because they came through the process of evolution, through a process that they had developed from the lower forms of life into the, what was now seen as the higher form of life, although even that is a value judgment, because very few, if any, of the lower forms of life destroyed any other forms of life except to maintain their own life. And none of them destroyed the very planet that they were on. So the planet was ravaged. By the time that the Great War took place and the scorching of earth and sky took place, the climate had changed to the point that fires ravaged the earth, that heat made living impossible for large numbers of people who then picked up and tried to find other places to live where they could have some life only to be demonized, dehumanized. Little wars kept breaking out that were ugly and destructive. And all this while, the plants and the animals were seen to be used as the beings, the, the, the sentient beings believed they were there for them. And as the number of places on earth became less livable, the fears and the angers grew. And the leaders who took over in each generation were crueler, 
and less able to predict the future. If X became Y, led to Y, disappeared, it was what's good for me is good for everybody, and they can go to hell otherwise. So by the time the Great War started, and it started between a country known as Pakistan and a country known as India, and then began in a country between Israel and, and, and Egypt and Russia, and Russia and the United States, enough bombs, atomic bombs and sophisticated weapons reduced life on the planet to a point where one of the leaders earlier in an earlier time had said, if we allow atomic warfare, there will be the dead and those who wish they were. And it was this point that messages from space were no longer being picked up by the external, by the other civilizations, and Flog, the planet closest to the Earth, was asked to send out an expedition to try and find out what happened. And while they could document the stories about the, the god, the male god who dominated the planet, they didn't understand why. Instead of that story, exhorting people to be creative and loving, it became so filled with venom and hate and ignorance. And they couldn't figure out as why they would turn on each other and not only make warfare in a continual way and not share common problems and solve, but how they took within each society some group of individuals and targeted them to be defined as inferior, enslaved, beaten, humiliated. And why within this hierarchy they would create a story that would dehumanize the females who in turn could start to dehumanize the males when they were each necessary for the continued propagation of the planet and the beings on it. It had happened before in other planets. But when they finally got here, after a long journey through space, they found little groups of highly ignorant individuals scratching in the earth for things to live on. And the report back to the central committees of planets was so bleak that instead of sending help to the dying earth, it was decided that there was something so defective going on on this planet that the best thing they could do is quarantine it and let it work itself out if, in fact, it was going to survive in some way, if the planet would be able to restore its health, its air, its water, its plant life, its animal life. 
And that would be the end of our story. Not a happy story. Not a pleasant story. But it's what the Phlogians found. And that story went into the archives as a warning to be spread through all the planets, the inhabited, sentient planets, beings, intelligent beings, about what would happen if democracy didn't thrive, if human beings didn't see each other as equally worthwhile, if individuals weren't allowed to become educated and add logic and reason and rationality to their wish-fulfilling desires, to their magical thinking, if they didn't overcome egocentrism to be able to be empathic with the suffering and the joy of others. And the story has to end here. So, have a nice day. Whoever hears this, nobody called in. I'm not sure how many people will have to hear this story, but I'll keep it on, keep it up. And maybe sometime in the near future, if I am able and I'm here, and things may be changed from the point of view of where I am telling the story, and I think there is more hope, if I think, than I think there is, I'll tell a different story. <laughs> maybe what the Phlogians found was worth saving, and maybe Earth and its civilizations were made members, as had been supposed, to the larger universe, the larger galaxy of civilizations. Good night, thank you, and goodbye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.